part of the media ministry of Cornerstone Church. You can listen to this and other messages on our website at www.corner-stone.org or by subscribing to our podcast. So, we all are messengers. And so what is that, what is that symbol? For some people they'll know and some people are like, what in the world is that? What is that? Does anybody know? It's, it's messenger off of Facebook. Right? So for some of y'all, like, Jeff, I have no idea what you're even talking about. But, so that is the symbol for messenger on Facebook. And so the Lord has really been stirring in my heart these past several weeks a couple different questions um, and statements that we're going we're to expand on one today. And the, the message we're going to expand on today is, hey, we all are messengers, but what message are we sending? Okay, so that could be a little bit scary. So I might, you know, I'm, I'm not. The word will probably step on your toes a little bit. Okay, and that's why I wore sandals today. I, I was going to wear steel toe, but I, I didn't want to do that so I could feel the effect. So um, it, it's going to be a good day. So I made some signs. Don't critique the artwork. Okay of a symbol or something that sends a message and you don't have to say a word, right? Okay, so this is interactive church. So if you went to a church and you're not allowed to raise your hand or talk or hoot and holler, forget that. Jeff's up here today, so it's interactive. All right? So what is this? Love, right? That's how we like to make a heart. Robert, is that what your heart looks like? Close. (laughs) I don't think the doctor would say something different. Okay, but that, that's what? Love, right? I mean, it's pretty it's a, remember, remember, guys, interactive church. What is this? Love. All right. And then this one, churches don't like to talk about this one. Money. That's money, right? So that's, you know, some, some churches don't like to talk about that. All right. This one, I don't know if you're going to get it. I tried, but I, I, I don't know. So what is this? All right, all right, good. Woof, I made it, I made it, all right? So that one's like, no, right? Don't go there, you know, don't cross the line, don't climb the mountain, don't look over the rail. You know, so like this sign here, and I was doing some research, and this sign here, like in, um, near the Grand Canyon, I don't know, they say like 700 people die a year because they don't obey this message, right? So that's a whole different one. This is a serious one. So for many of us, this will have many different messages or meanings, right? So that symbol is universal. Um, The message is love or death or many different things, right? What what is that? What is that a message of? (laughs) <laughs> I knew this one would get some, you know, get, get a lot of love, especially here. But, but the funny thing is, is that something like this can bring hatred and bring other stuff. And I just don't understand it, but, but it's real. And just, just, just saying, our girls, our, I know many people don't follow all the sports, 
But the Florida girls are in the College World Series for six out of ten years. So that's pretty cool. So we're excited about that. Uh, that's a whole other topic. But without even saying a word, these symbols give a message, right? And that, you know, the Lord has really been stirring in me about messaging and messaging and what message are you sending and what message is the American church sending, American Christianity? What are we sending? Because we all have it. And if you think about it, we all live hectic, full, chaotic lives. If not, can I come live at your house? Right? Because I think all of us live that. Whether it's a blended family, whether it's a dual income family, whether it's just a magnitude of things, but we all live hectic lives. And during these activities, we get to meet people, leave impressions, whether good or bad. We get to make statements with body language or verbal, and and we just go about our day. So once again, interactive. So let's look back at last week and some of the tasks that we did. You can raise your hand. So who went to the store last week? Okay. Who went to work last week? Okay. I didn't ask. All right. So just who went to work? All right. And then um, who went to a sporting activity, practice, uh, dance, recital, any of that stuff? Who went to something of that sort last week? Who went to their child's school last week or their grandchild's school last week? Okay. I, I didn't go last week. I don't know why. Just raising my hand. Just raise my hand. Um, so when you think about it, you had interactions with a whole bunch of different people, right? You know, maybe somebody had to call their electric company or their water company because something wasn't right. And, you know, so what message did you send in those situations? Right? Were you polite? When, they walk, when you walked away, did they say... Something nice about you. Or did you show not such a nice side? You know, because once again, the crazy things, everybody's watching and we're sending a message. And we're sending a message, we're sending a message, we're sending a message. And the Lord has really been, you know, I said, the Lord's really been working. And, and when you think about kids, and this is going to, I'm going to get down in this message in a little bit, but when, when our kids... And, and this is one story that just cracks me up from preschool here. We have a granddaughter, Lexi, that goes here, and, and Rylan goes here. And, and she, Lexi just thinks this is the funniest thing ever because when the kids, kids dress up like superhero, superheroes. Superheroes. Superheroes or, or their favorite person or movie or some of that stuff. Why do, why do kids do that? Say, I'm kind of hard of hearing too, so... Why do, kids, why do kids dress up like that? It's fun to pretend. They want to imitate something, right? And because, once again, they're being bombarded with messages. So this is the funniest thing. Lexi tells this story like all the time. But they were at school, at preschool, right in the back, where they're having class now. And she says, Dad, oh, G, G. She calls me G because I was way too young to be Grandpa. So my name is G. And she says, G, G, the funniest thing. We were at school, and Rylan put on a dress, and we played dress up. You know, I'm sorry, Josh, I'm sorry. But to Lexi, that's the greatest thing ever, 
And, and, you know, once again, the message of playing dress up and praying pretend in class and doing all this stuff, you know, she goes, I think he's only like the only, was the only boy, and there was like all these girls. And so Rylan, the, the ham he is, he just says, hey, I'll join in the fun and just have a good time. But, and that's going to be, we're going to come into that in a little bit. So if you have your Bible, open up your Bibles. We're going to talk, we're going to look in Matthew 28, 16 through 20, or it's going to be on the screen right here. That is the Great Commission. So many of us that have been in church know that and, and know it, but we're going to break it down a little bit and look at it in our terms of we are messengers, what message are we sending? So Matthew 28, 16 through 20, um, this is out of the New Living um, because my brain goes crazy and this is a little bit easier for me to understand. So, um, Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. Okay, if you notice, he told them to what? Go, right? In this great commission, we are told to go, right? And send a message, right? When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Okay, next. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have given all authority, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. So he is the real deal. He's been given all authority, right? So he told them to go. Like when we're kids and our parents tell us to go, what should we do? Go. Parents, don't count to three and then tell them to go. All right, that's not the way it goes. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So he had his disciples, and were these disciples the elite of the elite? No. Right? And some of y'all might be the elite of the elite. I'm not. All right? I'm a sinner saved by grace. And uh, he has a lot of grace for Mr. Jeff because his mouth runs a lot faster than his brain. Okay? And that's why I wear sandals a lot, too, because it's easier to stick your foot in your mouth when you have sandals on instead of clunky shoes. Whole nother sermon. All right? So, when, 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 go back to the last one. I'm sorry. I got talking. Oh, this is, all right. Go, there, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So, once again, there's that word, go. Okay? And make disciples. Right? That's what we're here to do. That's the command that he gave us is to go and make disciples. Once again, that goes back to the messenger. If they're going, what are they taking? The message of what? Of Jesus, the good news. Right? Go and make disciples of all nations. Does that mean... We only tell it to the people that are right here in this, in this body? No. The messengers. We're the messengers. All right, go ahead. Is that it? Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So once again, are we going by ourselves? No. If we're doing it right. Because many of us want to go by ourselves. Right? 
Because especially for us men, you know, once again, we're so prideful and we can do it and we can muster everything and we got more strength than, than anything. That's a lie. All right? Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So once again, we're going. He's sending the disciples out with a message. They are messengers of the good news of the gospel. Right? And that's what we're called to do. Those 12 weren't special. They were special. They weren't the elite. Just like us. We come from all different walks of life, all different economic backgrounds, all different areas of the world. We're here for one common goal, to share the good news, to be messengers. So think about this. Do, do you think Moses really wanted to go? Do you think Elijah really wanted to go? Do you think Jonah Really wanted to go? We know what happened there, right? Do you think Isaiah really wanted to go? So when we think about it, all these individuals that were messengers, they weren't perfect people. They weren't raising their hands saying, hey, pick me, pick me, pick me. Right? But the Lord laid on their hearts to, hey, go. That two-letter word is so scary. And, and once again, this takes us right back to, um, it's going to keep driving home. We all are messengers. What message are you sending? Because in the very end of that, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So when you think about it, many people will say, Jeff, that's for you, Pastor Bobby, the church, to do that. Is that real? Because if you think about it, so let's just use us. So on any given Sunday right now, we're averaging 120. That's with the kids in the back. We're averaging 120 people. 120, 140. If there was only two of us out there telling everybody, is that being real productive? Not really. When you got 140, wouldn't you want the 140 to go? Because once again, the last words there, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So he's not sending us by ourselves. We have a helper. If you don't know what to say, he does. Just like this. Like this. I like to talk a lot. If you don't know, Mr. Jeff likes to talk a lot. So, but the funny thing is, when we're done here today, I will not go back and listen to this. I just don't like it. And one, some people say, hey, what did you talk about? I don't know. I have some notes, but I'm already way off. So you'll probably hear some of the stuff over because my brain just goes like this. And I'm trying to sit there saying, Lord, just use me. Okay. So for us to be good messengers, we should live and act like the example. Do we believe that? And who's the example? Jesus Christ, the Son, the King of Kings. This is where it gets tough. This is where your toes get stepped on. Okay? So, and this is where I was just in my notes and I said I'll get to it. Kids play dress up all the time. Who they imitate. Superheroes, favorite people, singers, princesses. 
And so we're going to look at 1 John 2, 4 through 6. 1 John 2, 4 through 6. And if you have your Bible, great. If not, it's up on the, on the, on the screen or, or many of us just use our electronic devices today. But in 1 John 2, 4 through 6, it says this. If someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, tough words right here, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. So when we look back at the great commandment, or the great commission, he says, go. He says, go. And make disciples. Two easy things to kind of figure out. Go and make disciples. We come to 1 John, but those who obey God's word truly show... Oh, go back. I'm sorry. I'm making you guys work hard back there. If someone claims I know God but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. So are we obeying God's commandments? Are we being that messenger that He's called us to be? And once again, it doesn't have to be verbal. The message doesn't have to be verbal. People are watching wherever. And we know it because our kids pick up on what we do. A lot of times, not what we say, but what we do. Right? And that goes back to that old saying, you know, do as I say, not as I do, or do as I, I don't know, something of that. Right? But... I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments. That person is a liar and not living the truth. Next. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love Him. That is how we know we are living in Him. Last one. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. So once again, for us to be true messengers, to go and make disciples, we should follow an example. And in 1 John 2, 6, it says, those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. That's tough, right? Because we like to do what we like to do, right? So... We can go into many, 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 many different things to think about that. But I'll just tell you a quick little story about Jeff. Um, some of y'all know I'm, I'm very competitive, very passionate. So I was the soccer coach, not because I'm good at soccer, because nobody was left. And they said, Mr. Jeff, would you coach soccer? Sure. Let's do it. So, some people might have seen me out here, and I'm a little bit embarrassed. Some people would just come, not to watch the kids play soccer, to watch Jeff on the sideline. Okay? So, once again, because I love the Lord with all my heart. I do, I do, I do. I, I mean, He saved me. He teaches me. And so, once again, I thought, man, if I could get in there. We had some co-ed. We had some strictly girls teams. You know, I would tell the parents, hey, look, this is who Jeff is. He wants to pray with your girls or pray with the team before the games, after the games. Are you okay with that? 
Obviously, nobody ever said, no, you couldn't pray with my child. And so before every game, before practices, we would pray. I'd always ask them how they're doing in school. If they weren't doing it good in school, they didn't play as much. Once again, I thought I was doing all the right things, you know, helping these young ladies and young men grow up into be good, good people and teach them a little bit of soccer. Um, a little bit. And so I'm, I'm full of passion. I'm full of energy. I want to encourage people. But sometimes winning, that W takes a lot out of you or pulls a lot out of you, put it that way. So I would literally do somersaults, cartwheels, slide all the way across the field just to encourage these kids. And sometimes I wasn't so nice to the referees. And once again, in my mind, the way I, I, could, I could rationalize, I didn't step over that one line. In my mind, I didn't step over that line of being ugly, being disrespectful, being harmful, showing any of that stuff in my mind. Okay? And we'd play, whether we won or lost, you know, we'd drive home and my helpmate, my best friend, my wife would sit there and go, Jeff, do you realize what you're doing? And of course, being a man, I rationalized everything. Babe, I didn't go over that line. The ref was wrong, and I just let him or her know in a nice way. Once again, we all are messengers. What message are we sending? And so year after year, it weighed on me. It weighed on me, and my helper would kind of jab me a little bit and wake me up. And uh, so... I don't know, two years ago, a year and a half ago, I had to call it quits because I was so worried about the message that Jeff was sending that was I a stumbling block to somebody else. They would see me pray. They would see me do these things. I was in the community, but I was acting like that. And so it all came to fruition, I don't know, a couple months ago. I'm part of a men's group, and we get together, and we meet and we talk, and we, and we have Bible study, and, and, a, and a new guy came. And, and I knew him. I mean, you know, we, we, Sherry and I, we, we run a nonprofit called I Serve Ministries, and we help people with food. And, um, and this gentleman, his family came out and served with us. And uh, so he kept hearing about, you know, this ministry. Or Before he came and served, he heard about it. And he asked, hey, who runs this in the community? And... Uh, a friend of his goes, you know, you coached against him. He says, you know, it's the guy, the bald guy with earrings that kind of act crazy on the field. He goes, oh, I know who you're talking about. Great. And uh, so he's at our Bible study, and, and, and I don't know, the question of the day was something. And, and he kind of shared with the other six guys that were there that, you know, hey, he saw me pray with the kids which he thought was cool. But then the actions during the game, not so much. And so what an eye-opening experience for me. You know, not just because my wife told me over and over, um, but for somebody on the outside to tell me, you know, hey, 
the message might not have been what it should have been. And, and that's where these scriptures kind of should just open up our eyes, you know, back to, to, to the Great Commission and even to this one. Are we living our lives like Jesus? Do we have compassion? Are we showing love? You know, do we treat others that aren't like us the same or better than us? Because I'll admit, many Christ, so-called Christ-following Americans, we don't have such nice things to say about people of some different nationalities or, or what's going on in the world today. And we never know who's watching. Right? We never know who's watching. And that's where the Lord is really speaking to me, you know, about we are all messengers. What message are we sending? And the American church scares me to death of what message we're sending. Because if, if, if they perceive hate or they perceive that we think we're better than anybody, are they going to come and join us? No, they're not. Right? If we're not able to show love, true love to them what does it matter the message right because the messenger is broken I'll admit the messenger is broken but the message is truth and that's what we have to understand because many of us are so prideful that we're scared to admit that we're broken but the message is true and that's where we have to kind of change our outlook because we've skirted a lot of stuff. We've kind of made the black and white into a big gray area now because it's comfortable. But the message that we're sending isn't the right message. We've got to send a message of love, of hope, of faith, of compassion. Because guess what? If he was sending it right back to us, hey, none of us would get the grace that he keeps pouring down on us. And that's the scary part. That is the scary part. We're going to look at this last verse. And it, it, it comes out of Luke, Luke seven twenty seven. And, and, and the context of this is, it's talking about John the Baptist coming to be a messenger for Jesus. Did Jesus need a messenger? He didn't. But to try to make the transition go the way it needs to go, and not that he was coming to be a king of an area, John the Baptist came ahead of him. And this is what it says. John is the man to whom the Scriptures refer when they say, Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way before you. Once again, we go back to that word messenger. So for us, going back to the Great Commission, go and make disciples. Right? Go and make disciples. And for us, now we're here, we are to be the messenger. We are to go ahead of Jesus' return and let people know what? The truth, or let people know that He is returning, and what? Every knee will bow before Him, 
And you'll have to answer yes or no. Now, granted, a lot of people don't like that. But that is the gospel in a nutshell. All knees will bow before him and have to answer one of two ways. The outside doesn't want to hear that. It's yes, I believe you, or no, I don't. I'm not here to scare anybody. I'm not here to sit there and, and stomp on anybody's toes. I'm not here to do any of that because His love is so big, so forgiving, so freeing that, that these Scriptures shouldn't scare us It should provoke us to go out and be the best messengers that we could be. Because everybody is watching. Does that mean live in fear? No. Once again, society wants to tell you if you're a Christ follower, then you're closed in. You're put in a box like this because you can't have fun. You can't do other stuff. Is that the truth? No. If you truly are living with this in sight, you are freer than you will ever, ever, ever be. But you know what? We're scared to die to ourselves and say no to the pleasures that are out there, right? The sinful things that we think we need. Because once again, the messenger, when you think about it, how we live our lives, what message are we sending, is easily tracked. If your friend or if an unbeliever came to you and said, Hey, Mr. Eric, Can I see your checking account to see where you're spending your money? Would he say that Eric is using his funds to glorify the kingdom? Or, hey, Rache, hey, let me see your playlist on your phone. Are the songs you're listening to demeaning people? Right? Because once again, we, He gives us total freedom to do what we want to do. Right? But the way we spend our money, or, hey, Mr. Ricky, can I see your calendar? Can I see your Outlook calendar and see where you're spending your time? You know, because those are all representations. Those are the message that we're messaging to the world. Whether we like it or not. Where we spend our money, what we watch, what we listen to, you know, where we go, the people we hang out with. Those are real. Those are real. And many of us can justify why we do it. I'm grown. I can decipher between what's good and bad. I just let it go in and go out. Do we say that to our kids? Do we have parental controls on stuff? 
Why? I can't hear you. Why? Protection. What else? Why do we have parental controls? To keep out the bad? Right? To help them to avoid temptation? Cost money? But why do we do it for our kids? Because we love them and we think what? We know better or they don't know enough. Which is true. But why don't we have that for ourselves? Or some of us do. Okay? But when you think about it, those are the things that the message that we're sending is like that. He says, hey, I'm sending John the Baptist to go ahead of you to let people know about you and what's to come. We're the messenger right now. We are the messenger. So when you think about it, a study, LifeWay did a study, which is better than, 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 I, than the, the previous, and it might be just worded differently, but the, the topic of the study was most churchgoers never share the gospel. Hmm. So think about this. When was the last time somebody knocked on your door outside of a Jehovah Witness or a Mormon, because they're doing it because they're, 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 that's part, they're, they're, they are works related, okay? And if you're that, come see me, we can talk some more. Um, but when was the last time somebody just knocked on your door to sit there and tell you the good news of the gospel? I see a head shake and no. Has anyone had one in the last six months? You have? Okay. So kudos to them. Flip the script 180 degrees. When was the last time you shared the good news of the gospel? Right? So for some of us, we might have to go way back in the archives to pull it out. And granted, that's verbally, that's verbally sharing the gospel, okay? So this research said, uh, LifeWay Research conducted a survey in 2012 found that 80% of those who attend church one or more times a month believe they have a personal responsibility to share their faith. Yet, despite this conviction, 61% have not told other persons about how to become a Christian in the previous six months. Okay? Because many of the the old stories, and and Eric and I took away the master together and we did some other stuff, they would say only 2%. 2% of, of, of Christ's followers share the good news of the gospel. Okay? But when you think about it, that's just verbally going, knocking on door and, and, and sharing the good news. But when we look at it this way, we all are messengers. What message are we sending? Our everyday lives are the message of the good news. And think back. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to answer. The last seven days... For many of us like me, that takes a long time to try to repute to seven days ago, recompute, but has your message been a good one these last seven days? Some yes, some no, some instances yes, some instances no, but as Christ followers, we have to share the good news. 
And then this, this is another one that, that kind of just shocks me. The survey also asked how many times have they personally invited an unchurched person to attend a church service or some other program in the church? Nearly half of church attendees responded zero. But if you had free tickets... Now, if you, if you have free tickets to the Bulldogs, are you going to invite somebody? Why? Why? Come on. I, I, need some, I, need some, I need some responses. Why would you invite someone if you had free tickets to the Bulldogs? Because you're going to get a yes. What else? Because they're the best team on the planet? Because you're going to have fun? Share the experience? So, you have free tickets every week to bring somebody to church. And if we don't think church is fun or something to share the experience with, we might want to do a little bit of deep diving. Because that's where it comes down to, ladies and gentlemen is, once again, it goes back to it's a yes or it's a, a no. Our lives are a message. We are the messengers. And as, as we close, so think about this. Do people, do people you work with know what you believe in? If so, great if not, why not? Right? Because if you went and saw a good movie, I don't, we don't go watch movies. Um, if you went and saw a good movie, would you tell somebody about it? Why? Say that again. Because it was good. Right? Because it had action. It had, I don't know, stuff. This book right here, it has a lot of action. It has a lot of good stuff. And those are the things that we're stuck at. That's where we're stuck. And so as we get ready to close, he also laid on my heart is we all are worshipers but what are we worshiping? So think about that. We all are worshipers, but what are we worshiping? Because it goes right back to this. We all are messengers, but what message are we sending? Right? Everything you do, this is harsh, but everything you do is either for Jesus or against Jesus. But once again, just as we're teaching the kids in the back, every story of this good book, every story, the Old Testament, the New Testament, every story in here all comes back to 
Jesus and his loving, unfailing grace, forgiveness for us. And so the message today might be harsh of what message are you sending and that everything we do is either for or against. And if you look at that, if you look at your life like that, once again, I've lived that other side for many, 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 many years because nobody shared the good news with me. Bless you. And I would never, ever want to go back there. I pray for my family back in Florida every day. My mom and dad, my younger brother, his family, my older brother and his family, if something happened today, they're going to hell. That gives me goosebumps. It makes me want to cry. We all have those instances. We all have those people close to us. We all have those interactions that we skip over when our gut is telling us to stop. Our gut is telling us to go back and talk to that person. Our gut is telling us to slow down one minute. You might be late for dinner, but who cares? We never know that cashier at Publix what kind of day they're having. We never know what that coworker is dealing with. We never know what that individual coming to the food bank, if they're thinking, this is my last day. We all are messengers. What message are we sending? Adelman Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for your love. Lord, I thank you for your words. And Lord, as we talk about the Great Commission and and Lord, how we should live like you. And Lord, how you were the messengers for your coming back. Lord, stir in our hearts today. Lord, that we'd be more like you. Lord, we'd slow down. We'd put on the back burner all that stuff. Because stuff is good, but God is great. And Lord, we pray for this community that's right around us as we prepare for VBS in a month. Lord, as little ones will be in this building. And Lord, as the adult helpers, Lord, they will be messengers. And Lord, none of us are perfect. We're all broken. We're just being put back together. We're being mended. Because you sent your son to die on the cross for us. Because we're unworthy and we can't do it by ourselves. And just as those verses says, Lord, I am with you till the end of time. Lord, this is my prayer for this congregation that's listening right now. Lord, as you will place somebody in their lives this week, Lord, that allow them to be the messenger you want them to be. And Lord, that these individuals would slow down and feel that in their gut or in their mind, in their heart, that that's the one you placed in front of them this week, Lord. And that they, we wouldn't, we, 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 we wouldn't miss that opportunity. Because we never know when, when is when. Because none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. 
Lord, let everybody in this church hug their families tight today. Lord, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for us. Lord, help us be great messengers as we go out. Lord, we love you and we praise you. All God's people said. Thank you for listening today. We hope this message was a blessing to you. To learn more about our church or our media ministry, you can visit us online at www.corner-stone.org or find us on Facebook.